My name is Brandy. I am your host and creator of In the Damn Way, Life, Love, and Everything in Between. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I hope that you invite others, share this on your live. Um, if you are a frequenter, thank you for coming back. Um, but we're just going to hop right into it today. Okay, so today we are going to talk about the fallout of um, mental health. And um, I know you guys, if you, if you were here last week, um, or if you've been following me so far, you know that mostly what I talk about is um, the healing journey that I'm on. Um, and, I, and I hope you all are taking notes and kind of creating your own healing journeys and understanding what that's like. And I hope that I am uh, clarifying what it is um, that's helping me so that um, in hopes that it helps you as well. But if not, um, you can always send me an email if you have any questions. Um, I'm always on. Well, I'm not always on, but if you send me a message through Instagram, um, Facebook, I'll get back to you. But mostly uh, go to my website, the real Brandy Alexander at Gmail dot com. Send me a note um, and whatever it is that I'm not talking about, I would definitely cover it, especially if if I can relate to it. Um, and even if I can, I'll definitely do the research so that I can help you um, through this process while I'm helping myself. Right. So when I came up with this topic, I knew that I wanted to talk about mental health because it's is very, very, very important. And um, as we get geared up for the holidays, it's even more important. Right. Because I don't know about you, but around the holidays, it becomes very stressful with making sure that my family has what they want, let alone have what they need, um, that I'm doing what I need to do to make everybody happy, including myself at some point point but more so the ones that are around me so it becomes very stressful and then for those who are gift givers um you talking about money and credit cards being possibly maxed out so then you got to deal with that fallout coming the beginning of the year so this time is i'm sorry y'all with that um being an issue, we definitely want to make sure that we're taking the necessary precautionary measures um, so that we can come out healthier. Uh, we can stay strong through the hard times and we don't fold under pressure. Um, I know for me, it took me a while to understand um, mental health and how important it was because I was just doing right. You you surviving. Um, most mostly in life, especially if you're a single parent or if you're a parent or a wife or whatever, you know, um, as a woman, we're always in survival mode. And so mental health, we kind of put that on the back burner. But women, I'm here to tell you, if your mental health is not on point. You are no help to the family. Um, you are no help to your job. You are no help to yourself, most importantly. And so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how not being in control of your mental health can cause problems. But on the flip side, we're going to talk about what happens after you start to um, process that you have a mental issue and, and you start to deal with that and you start to change. Because one thing about that I've learned um, with having a mental health issue or being diagnosed with an, a mental health disorder was that once I started to acknowledge that I had an issue and once I started to act on that issue and started to change, some people were not happy with my changes. Um, they felt as though I was a bit more aggressive or I was a bit more um, mean. But if I've never shown you the true me, you can't say what I was becoming. You can only be there to support me through the, throughout this, this journey, um, in hopes that on the other side, um, I'm a better person, but again, everybody doesn't want you to reach that point. So they're going to do anything. They're going to say anything to keep you in that place of a, um, bad mental state. Right. So before we get going on my personal life, because again, I told you guys throughout this process, I'm going to be unveiling who I am. So it's not just me just giving you all these facts or my opinion. Uh, it's you, me introducing myself to you all. So before I wanted to get into my opinion or what I thought about some things, I wanted to hit you all with some statistics. Right. You know, you know me. I'm a girl who 
who likes to uh, give you a little bit of knowledge before I get give my opinion because I don't want everything um, to come out of my mouth and you you prove that to you know or you use that as facts. I want you to be able to go back and look for yourself um, and make your own factual um, conclusions, but also keep in mind some of the things that I've said um, that may help you as well. So. According to the World Health Organization, mental health is a state of mental well-being that enables people to cope with the stresses of life, realize their abilities, learn well and work well, and contribute to their community. There's an estimated that 26% of Americans age 18 and older, which is about one in four adults, suffers from a diagnosable mental disorder in a given year. One in four. Now, I don't know if you guys were here last week, but we were talking about domestic violence and how one in four or, or breast cancer. Um, one of them, I can't remember one in one in four. And I think the other one was one in three um, women will uh, ha will will face um, those issues. So now we're over here and we're talking about mental health. And now we're talking about 18 and above. One in four of us are going to have a mental issue. That bothers me in a sense. And being that I've been in healthcare for almost 20 years, guys, I've seen it all. Um, I've seen people who manage mental health well, and I've seen people who don't manage people um, mental health well. And so I can understand how one in four people will have a diagnosable mental disorder. But what if it goes unchecked? What if it goes unchecked? What if you do not believe that you have a mental problem? And I ain't talking about crazy because you say mental, everybody think crazy. I'm talking about depression. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm talking about um, schizophrenia. Um, I'm talking about all those things that gun go unchecked. What, what, I mean, that are diagnosable, but what if it goes unchecked? Do you know the fallout from that or the result of it going unchecked? That's what I mean when I say fallout. So the, the result from something not being done, the fallout, um, is terrible. And we're going to get into my business today. Okay. But first of all, I just want to let you know that my theory is mental health is generational, right? Um, that's, that's my opinion. So, there are studies that state, this is another fact, women are two times more likely to suffer from major depression. Now let that stick in your brain a minute. And then I'm going to tell you why my theory I think is true. Women have the children, right? Everything that you eat, some of those nutrients are to feed that baby. So everything that you are is feeding into that baby. So let's just say I have this mental disorder and it's going unchecked. Whatever I'm feeling, whatever emotions that, that are going on with inside of me, I'm feeding that subconsciously to my baby, right? So this child is born and not only is this child born, but now I'm still not getting this mental thing checked out. So now I'm raising this child in a mental disorderly home, right? So whatever fears or whatever um, fallouts that I'm having from my unchecked mental disorder, I'm putting that into my child. Now it's called raising children for a reason, right? So when you're raising a child, you are pouring into that child what you want to produce. You're, you're, you know, if you want that child to be educated, then you're reading them books. If you want that child to be um, a singer, you're pouring, uh, pouring music into them. You're giving them every opportunity to grow in whatever it is that you're hoping them to grow into, right? Or want them to grow into, or you're exposing them to different things in hopes that whatever positive that you're exposing them to is what is um, relevant or prevalent to their uh adulthood right what we don't understand is the negative things 
go into that child as well. So let's go back. <clears throat> and here we go, getting in my business, right? And I'm telling it so I can't, you know, I can't let nobody else tell my story, right? So anyway, when I went into a depressive state, it was way before, um, way before I was divorced. Because that's the only way I feel like I was able to be um, controlled and abused is that my mental state had to be off. Right. I don't think that a strong minded and I won't even say strong minded. I won't say that a healthy minded person can allow another person to abuse them. So my mind was jacked up. I was dealing with whatever I was dealing with. And so I was being abused. Right. Within that abuse. I'm 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 growing anger, resentment um um worthlessness um um being weak i'm 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 growing all of these emotions inside of me but i'm i'm containing it because i'm growing children and it's coming out in spurts but it's not really coming out because i'm still being abused so i cannot show but so much because it may anger my partner but now there came a point when I was the one who was raising my children by myself. So ex-husband ex had gone to prison. Brandy was the sole provider of the household. All of that that I had been brewing inside of me came out like a, a faucet turned on full blast. Okay. I was angry. I was resentful. I was um, afraid. I was controlling. Um, because this is what was pouring into me and my mental still unchecked was thinking this is the way I need to be to my children. This is the way I keep them from, you know, um, going through the things that I've gone through or allowing people to do this to them. But the people that I'm afraid of them coming in contact with is the person that I am. I'm the one that's, you know, um, putting them through hell and how, you know, and, and all this stuff just because of what I've gone through and that my mental is unchecked. Another thing, bills, I could care less about. I could tell y'all several times I done rolled around license straight suspended because I ain't want to go to court and pay that ticket. Mental ain't right. I got a job driving. My license cannot be suspended. You think I cared about that? My mental was messed up. And these are just sporadic. This is not all together, but this is just, I'm just giving you examples of my mental being totally unchecked in the things that I was going through. On top of that, stuff getting cut off. Phone getting cut off. Cable getting cut off. Mentally, I couldn't really deal with that. And I didn't know how to deal with that because I could not embrace what it what it meant to be responsible. And I, I, I and I don't know if you guys can relate or or even understand where I'm coming from, but it's a it's a mindset. Everything that you do in life comes from your mindset. Right. And if it is if it goes unchecked, if you're not dealing with the things that are bothering your mind, trust me. It becomes a huge problem. On top of that, I'm having relationships with men that I know, I know for a fact I shouldn't have been in a relationship with or having relations. I won't say I'm in a relationship, but having relations pouring, pouring into them um, what's inside of me. But it's all toxic and I'm OK with that. Cause my mind ain't right. Right. So those are just some of the things that I personally went through and, um, it wasn't, it, it, yeah, it wasn't good y'all. It was not good. So, um, 
Now, let's just uh, again, I say um, some of the things that I feel like we do when our mental is wrong. And again, this is still up under my theory. Okay. Poor spending, poor spending habits. There were times when I would shop, spend money I know I didn't have. Mm, Excuse me. Um, Spend money I know I didn't have and expect for the bills to just pay themselves. Um, I didn't think about what was important or couldn't fathom You know, I just knew I needed to look this way. I needed to have this. I needed to have that. So my spending habits were awful, awful. And even though I wasn't making a lot of money, what money I had, I was spending it. Drug and alcohol abuse. Y'all, I promise you, I could go to the club. I could drink before I went to the club. I could go to the club, leave my card at the bar. And I'm drinking from the top shelf. And I mean, I'm buying everybody drinks, all drinks on me. I know I don't get paid for another two weeks, but I'm out here balling out of control because I'm trying not to deal with myself and my mental disability or mental disorder. I don't want to say disability. I'm going to say disorder, my mental disorder, what I'm feeling, what I've gone through, what, you know, dealing with all of that. I'm putting that on the back burner. We're just going to drink this thing away. Done that for a long time. What what happened with that? Bills not getting paid. I got to move. Car payment not being paid. Got to get that car back. But these were all reflections of, or these were all the remnants, not reflections. These were all the remnants of things happening in my life. And instead of me um, dealing with them and dealing with my mind state behind them, I was suppressing it all and just going on about my business. But when it goes unchecked, it doesn't just bother you. It bothers everything around you. Another thing, toxic relationships. Again, I just told y'all I would have relations. Okay. I ain't going to say relationships, but relations with people. And sometimes those people were already in relationships. I knew that. Going into the whole situation and we're at the fool. Once I got in the situation and wanted them to, um, you know, wanted it to be me. Not that I really wanted it to be me, but because the person was not good for me to begin with, but it's a mental thing. My mental messed up. I'm going to mess yours up. That was my mindset. So I'm going to put myself in an awkward situation and then I'm and then I'm going to act a fool about being in that situation because I can. Because I know and you know that the situation doesn't make sense and it one and one is not going to make two by no means necessary. So I'm going to act a whole fool in this whole situation. What you going to do? It's called not dealing with my mental. Promiscuity. Having sex with people or having sexual partners, more than one. Okay. Um, Now, I won't say I was promiscuous. I'm going to say that I was dealing with people, not people at the same time. So please don't leave this and say, oh, my God, Brandy was a whore. Um, But even if you did, that's your right. And I could care less. Um, But. Um, I've had my share of relation relations. There are some people who have had way more relations than I was having because they did not want to deal with that mental. Um, we talk about young girls who go into prostitution or women who go into prostitution. It's not because they wake up one day and say, you know what? I want to go be a prostitute. It's because mentally they're dealing with something and instead of dealing with that i'm gonna go do this this makes me feel good it uh it 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 soothes me for just a moment so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and then you know we're not gonna worry about that that's what happens okay 
inability to focus. You all over the place. You all over the place. Um, I've been, and this was just recently, um, dealing with the fallout from my, my dad passing. Right. And with that fallout came, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. I need to do, couldn't stop. Just stop. Just deal with it. You lost someone. It hurts. But instead, I was willing to do something else instead of dealing with myself. Y'all. And then another, the last one that I have is starting and stopping jobs. So you say, oh, this job is really stressing me. I'm going to go get another job. Or you quit this job and you from job to job to job to job to job because your mental is not. But it's always their fault. No matter what. Oh, they weren't paying me enough money. Oh, okay, well, didn't you negotiate the money before you went to the job? Oh, they had me working all these hours. Okay. Did you not sign up for that? Did you not ask? Was it, um, you know, going to be mandatory overtime or was this just straight nine to five? Or, you know, is overtime available? Like, did you not pose these questions before you went to the job? Oh, management was toxic. Well, are they toxic or are you in a bad mental state to where you can't hear the constructive criticism? All you hear is them attacking you. Done that too. When my ex-husband first went to prison, I was the meanest person you ever want to meet. Just mad, just angry at the world. Where I didn't do it. My ex-husband did it. Okay. But I was mad, I was upset, and I tell you, I was on one. When I went to work, I was probably cussing when I got to work. I was cussing while I was at work, and I was cussing when I get out, got off. And when an email came to me constructively criticizing what it is, all I saw was you attacking me, and I'm attacking back. Typing. Ready. Stayed ready. The only person who was being bothered, the only person who was affected was me. Because what if I lose this job? This ain't just a job. This is a career that I'm in. What if I lose this? I'm working for one of the biggest companies in Charlotte, North Carolina. Biggest medical companies in Charlotte, North Carolina. If I lose this job, what am I going to do? I ain't thinking about none of that. All I'm saying is, oh, she trying me. Mine just all jacked up. Now I'm able to construct my words a little better and actually give you facts before I give you just my opinion on, on how you speak to me. But it's in a different manner. It's in a, it, it's, it, it comes out different. And I think about it. I don't just fire off. I think about it. I, you know, deal with it. I process it. And then I come back and tell you factually what I know to be true. And how it makes me feel instead of just straight telling y'all math was, you know, yeah, I had somebody um, that goes to my church who um, told me the other day and he was like, I feel like you probably was a cusser. You have no idea. And the sad thing about it is I hate to hear people curse. I was brought up with my mom and my mama could cuss. She ain't curse. She cussed. Okay. And I mean, she cussed hard. It, it came from deep, deep, deep within. And it just used to make me cringe when I hear my sister and brother and, um, cause they're the only people that I really be around that cuss. They cuss so hard. I have to say, please stop cussing. So I know what cursing makes me feel like but at the time because my mental was unchecked i was cussing there are some cuss words i just don't like to use didn't like to use but definitely cuss what try me not anyway so said all of that to say that when it goes unchecked y'all it can cause real real problems i had credit problems couldn't move from where i was because my rental history was messed up because I had 
move from here. Um, and I and I've never been evicted. Now let me say that I ain't never been evicted, but I have moved and broken my lease, which is the same thing without me going to court, right? Because I'm pretty sure they went to court to make sure I couldn't, you know, come back into the home. Now I ain't never seen the sign in the door, and they probably didn't put the sign in the door, but I'm sure it was there because when I went to get another apartment, I was denied, and that hurt worse than me making the decision to not do what I was responsible to responsibly um contract well contractually responsible for doing it hurt me to my core for somebody to tell me I you can't move here you can't give your kids a better life so while I was making those decisions to party and this and that and losing this and that um it wasn't affecting me then but it was affecting my children now and i i understand that some of the things that i've gone through um and i talk about them in detail i will talk about them in detail later let me say that but it wasn't the fact that i went through this and i went through that the fact was i didn't take the time to stop breathe a minute Remove myself from everyone and understand the situation, which would have caused me to be live in a healthier setting, right? Which would have denied or um, um, I don't know if denied is the right word, but it would have it, it would have not given room for the other toxic things that were in my life to breed more mental disorder. So all I'm doing is breeding, 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 bad behavior, mental bad behavior. Not doing anything to fix it. That was the old me. Now presently, statistics state, y'all ready for this? Because I would tell y'all to just go get some counseling. But right now, that is just, Far from being something that a lot of people will be able to do. Not that you don't want to do that. You will not be able to do because according to statistics, statistics, there are about 350 people for one therapist. I know a, um, a therapist um, and she's a child therapist, but and she was saying that since the pandemic, things were uh, really deep and. I mean, really busy for her, like super, super busy for her. And, and a lot of people were going through a lot of things. So if you can imagine that one therapist, what all the other therapists are feeling, feeling at this moment. So we can't, while if you do have a therapist, great, continue going to therapy, deal with your mental, mental health um, and get it checked before it becomes or continues to be an issue for your healthy living or your healing. But if you have it and you can't find one, I have put together a list of things that I think you should do in the process and throughout the process um, of getting a therapist or even being with a therapist and you, and you working through your issues, right? So we all know that sometimes therapy can take years to see effects. Um, because there's so much to unpack. So you have to be willing to go through that process and not only go through that process, but also implement more healthy behavior so that you can help the process. Um, it's not enough to just go to count. I went to counsel. Let me tell you this. I went to a therapist. She was not a good therapist, by the way. Um, she spent most of the time telling me about her problems. Um, while in my session that I'm paying you an hour, uh, paying you for, right? Paying you an hour for, which totally turned me off. And then she had the audacity to give me homework. One, I'm not doing that. Okay. Cause you ain't even heard what it is I got to say. And then, then on top of that, you wanted to tell me that, you know, my kids are likely to be drug and alcohol, um, abusers because they're me and their father, um, might've smoked weed or, um, drank alcohol lies you tell you would not speak that over my family okay so she was worse 
she was bad. But in actuality, guys, it can be a problem if we don't check it. And if we're checking ourselves and we've already like, let's just say I have adult children now. Well, if I need help, then I have to make sure that they're getting help. And if they even need help, because I've already bred into them the mental disorder that I had and the actions that I, I, I um, uh, was taken as a result of. So I've already bred that into them. So it's kind of like on rotation for them. I don't know if they're spewing it out and they may be in, in, in little spurts, but it's only a matter of time because but before that faucet turns on high. And then now my sons are going through the same thing that I went through. So when I say we breaking generational curses here on in the damn way, life, love and everything in between, this is what I'm talking about. You will not be able to tell my grandchildren that the reason why their father is this um, or uh, their wives or, or significant others um, tell them that this is the reason why. No, you won't be able to do that. Cause we're going to do something different. We're going to change the trajectory. Had my parents changed, I probably could have, I probably would have been able to deal with it differently, but because they went through what they went through, they cycled it down to me. I went through what I went through, including with them and my, and my surroundings. So now here I am giving it to my children. Okay. So the book stops here. This is what we, this is what we end the process. Right. So these are a few things that I feel like as a person who deals with mental disorders or a mental disorder. Um, and also, um, and I won't say suffer because I'm not suffering. I'm dealing. Okay. A lot of people say you're suffering from a mental illness. No, I'm not suffering. I am actually dealing and there before long, I am going to be overcoming, um, a mental um, situation, but that's neither here nor there. I ain't coming to preach to y'all today. But the number one thing that I feel like you need to do is recognize that your mental is off. Check it. When my dad died, like again, and I, and I, and I know y'all probably hearing tired of hearing that, but I don't care. That was my bestie. I'm going to talk about him. If you don't want me to hear me talk about him. I'm sorry. But anyway, when he died, like I said, that was a big transition for me. I ain't never been in that spot. I don't want anyone to ever have to deal with that spot, but I had a choice. I could either live in it or I can live through it. At first I was in it and I couldn't get out. And I'm wondering like, why I can't seem to, I stopped cleaning up. Anybody who knows me knows that it's off. Yeah, me and my son and got into a whole lot of argument. And I've told you guys that before about my inability to not clean up. Inability to not. Okay, not to clean up, but inability to not clean up. They had a whole argument about that. But anyway, anyway, so, um, you know, my, my my spending habits became erratic. I'm just buying, buying, buying. My eating habits changed. I'm eating um, nutty bars. I don't know if y'all remember the other wafers with the peanut butter and the chocolate. Love them. I'm eating them like no tomorrow. And I can't get up. And I'm like, turn. what's the problem? What's going on? Uh, uh. And then, you know, because of what I'm doing, I'm creating more of a problem. And then when things really hit the fan, when business wasn't booming the way I had hoped it to boom and, you know, um, I ended up having to go back to work and re restart this thing all over again. And we'll get to that in a minute. But it mentally was bothering me. So that sent me into another hole. So I'm already in one, now I dug another one. And when I realized, hey, baby girl, 
I know you want to hide in these holes, but you can't stay here. You have a purpose. You have a plan. You have a vision. You have a mission. You have to deal with this and figure out how you're going to maneuver past it or maneuver through it. I understand you hurt and you have a right to be hurt and you have a right to be hurt for the rest of your life. But you also have a duty to live. And I'm not saying a duty to live for my children. I'm saying a duty to live for yourself. You know good and darn well if Les was here and you acting this way, what he would say. I done seen him come up from death's door before death finally kicked the door in and said, you going with me. But I've seen him come all the way back up from that. So if he can come back from that, I can come, I can come back from that too. But I had to recognize that there was a problem mentally. When I say recognize, you have to be honest with yourself. And that's a hard thing that we all as a human race have a problem with is being honest with who we are as a person. Recognize that you're weak in the moment because we're so afraid of what somebody else is going to say. Well, guess what? If you continue to worry about what somebody else is going to say about you being honest with who you are and, and really recognizing your mental health and dealing with it, you're going to be stuck. You're not going to heal and they're going to win. And trust me, they rooting for you to fail. So allow them to win if you want to. They can win on your books. They can't win on mine. I'm sorry. Not going to happen. Number two, don't start or get anything new while dealing with your mental health. That is so important. You want clothes. You want shoes. Oh, I'm going to buy a house when I'm already dealing with trauma and mental um, anguish. Oh, I'm going to go out here and start a new relationship. What they say when you break up with somebody and instead of um, the way to get over them is to get under someone else. We take that literally and literally get up under somebody else still carrying that mental anguish from the last relationship. Don't let it be an abusive relationship and you done jumped into something else with somebody who means you no good. They're going to take you through the ringer. They will be able to manipulate you because you're not mentally stable enough to even recognize that that's what they're doing. Oh, girl, he love me. Girl, bye. He really there for me. No, he not. He, he might be there. But he, trust me, it's because it's a convenience for him as well. Just wait. What's the rush? I get so tired of, you know, seeing relationships that fail because people were in a rush to actually be in that relationship. Be in a relationship. Get married. And then you can't stand the test of time. Because it wasn't meant for you to be in to begin with. You done it because it was convenient or it stopped that pain that you were in. And nobody likes to be in pain. So I get it. I understand it. But I'm just saying it does not help you to be a, a, a healed person. Again, my opinion. You don't have to take my opinion. You don't have to take my theories. You don't have to take none of this. But if you on this podcast because you want to hear what I have to say, that's my opinion. Don't start. Don't do. Just be still. Deal with yourself. I always joke that my dog um, likes me, likes to be with me more than I like to be with myself. And that's so true. That dog will follow me to the end of the earth if I go. But I don't want to sit in silence for two minutes. If it means I have to deal with my mental health. But in order for me to embrace the rest of my life without trauma and without hurt and without pain, 
I have to be able to get them to minister myself every single day. Not just one day, every single day. And even when I do get into another relationship or start a new business or uh, buy that house, I have, if, if I'm mentally ready, right? And I do all those things. I still have to be able to give myself them two minutes. It doesn't stop just because you obtain your goal. It continues because if you don't continue to do what it is that you've done to get you to that place, your world will be shaken up. Mine was just shaken up. I got real comfortable working out. I ain't working out for what? I got my house. Work hard. What? For what? I got my house. I got my car. I got my business. Everything else is smooth sailing from here. I got my kids through school. It's smooth sailing from here. Girl, please, don't you know you on the list for attack when that happens? When somebody see that you've achieved what it is they can't achieve? You a target, a walking target. Again, whole nother episode, a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. Allow yourself grace to deal with your mental health. It can take a long time to get to a healed place mentally. The mind is a very hard thing and it's an easy thing to be manipulated because we see what we want to see in things and in people. Not understanding that everything and everybody is not for you. So you have to give yourself that grace and know that it may take time. It may take me 10 years to get through my mental um, situation. And I may not have a relationship for 10 more years, but guess what? I would rather be a healthier person for the next individual that comes into my life rather than jump into a relationship today in the state that I'm in while I'm still dealing with me. Because I'm all, all I'm going to do is revert back to what I already know. What would be the point? Because I would feel like I've already accomplished what I need to accomplish. I got them. But again, just like everything else, you have to continue to do it. You got to continue to do the work. But first, you got to do the work. Introduce self-care habits. I didn't know nothing about self-care before the pandemic. And I mean nothing. Everything I did, everything I was, everything I am was my children. So if I had to work 16 hours, I worked 16 hours. If I had to um, drive hours away to go to their school to pick them up, I was driving hours. If I had to spend all day in whatever event they wanted to go to, I was doing it. Everything I was, other than me going to the club and drinking, which now I'm pouring into some alcohol, right? So I ain't really dealing with nothing. But everything that I was was about everything else around me. Nothing for myself. And people think that when you go out, you know, um, you're taking that time for yourself. Well, you distracting yourself. Have you ever been in a club and see how loud that music is? You can't think straight even if you wanted to. Go to a park, read a book. I don't know. But don't always feel like, oh, I'm, I'm taking some time for me. I'm going, I'm a drink and I'm a hang with the girls. You still allowing somebody else your time or you're being distracted and you still not getting what you need for yourself. You having a good time though. Let me say that. So some things that I think about when I think about self-care habits is journaling exercising, finding healthy hobbies. If you're medicated, take your medication, but also add some other self-care regimens to your daily activities because what you don't want to do is to rely on medication. I've been on medication and all it does is cover up exactly what you're going through. It helps your mind not to think so hard about what you're going through. That doesn't stop it from happening. That doesn't, um, it doesn't heal what if what is already broken? All it does is put a mask over it. And again, when you come off that medication, you still got to deal with yourself. You still got to deal with your mental issues. Be real with yourself.
Also, endorse better eating habits. I can't stress that enough. I know that when I'm going through something mentally, I know when I'm going through something mentally because I will crave junk food. I don't eat junk food like that. My kids will tell you I will buy something sweet and it'll sit there and I will dare somebody to touch it. And ain't nobody going to touch it if they know it's mine. But I'm just saying it'll sit there and sit and sit and sit until it's probably no good or I tell them they can go ahead and have it. That's how I am when it comes to sweets. But when I'm mentally strung out, I crave it. I got to have it. So just endorsing better eating habits and taking those cravings and turn them into something healthier. That way you'll get better energy to do more things, to do those walks, to do those, um, to do that journaling, to pour into yourself. But if you eating bad on top of already dealing with it, child, you ain't going nowhere but in that bed to lay down, to get right back up and have to go through this process all over again. Make it make sense. Now, I'm telling you all this stuff and I'm hoping that you guys have, are recognizing and understanding and, and, uh, and agreeing. But there's also a flip side to um, dealing with your mental health. They're going to be your haters waiting for you to make any move so that they can be there to hate and tell you, girl, why you act like that? Oh, you don't never want to go nowhere. Why you don't want to haters? You don't want to talk on the phone. You don't want to, you ain't got hours to, to gossip haters. No, I don't. You pouring all that negative energy to me on top of the negative energy I'm already dealing with. No, I don't want to hear that. I got stuff to do. And I ain't got nothing to do but pour into me. But it's more than I, more time. I have more, I need more time for that than I do to sit and listen to you. Talk about nothing. It ain't helping you. It ain't helping me. It's talking about somebody else. I don't have time for it. Find something else to do. But they're going to try to stop you. And they're going to come at you hard. So that's the downside. Also the downside to actually overcoming that mental because that's the that's the whole goal is to get to the other side when you overcome there may be some friends there may be some family members you ain't willing to deal with on no terms until they get some help and that's okay that is okay it's gonna hurt because especially if you're close with them people but you have to know who's toxic and who's not And then there still may be people who may not be toxic, but you still have to walk away for one reason or another. So just be ready for that. And also be ready to experiencing a new perspective on life. It may mean walking away from that job. It may mean walking away from that career. It may mean walking away from that relationship. It may mean moving across country, across the ocean. I don't know. But you may have a different outlook at the end and that's okay. Don't be afraid to embrace that. It's that fear that keeps us bound and we're not dealing with fear. Fear does not get to overcome us. Fear comes from a mental disorder. If our minds are checked, fear can't, Come in and take over. We can conquer anything. And I'm not saying we all going to be rich. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Because if that would that would be the case, I'm pretty sure all of us would do it. We do have to understand that we may just be in the same space. May not get a bigger house or a better car or a better relationship. But you will know how to manage who you are, what you are, what you have, where you are. You can pay those bills on time because your mental is checked. So you can check your finances. Which improves that credit score. Now you can get that house. Now you can do what you want to do. Now you can get that position that you've been wanting. Or you can open that business that you've been wanting. A lot of us have so many ideas, great ideas of what we want to see for the rest of our lives. But we're not mentally ready to embrace it. And we wonder why we feel like 
with dogs on a chain. I, re I remember telling you guys this analogy a while back, running around, running around, thinking we're going somewhere and we ain't going nowhere. We're running in circles. But that's because we're not mentally ready. We're not mentally checked. So we got to start there. And we can deal with the rest. I hope you guys have enjoyed what I have come to say today. I hope you guys were able to take away some nuggets. I'm not trying to tell nobody what to do. And I'm definitely not trying to um, tell you that you're doing anything wrong. But all I'm saying is I know I'm not the only one. There are millions of people just in the U.S. alone. And I know a couple of million right here in Charlotte. So if, if it says one in four, I'm not the only one. But I am going to be the one to stand up and say, me too. Because I get it. I understand. But I also understand that it is my goal. It is my life mission to make having a mental um, disorder something that's on the things of what I used to be instead of who I am. So I hope you guys have had a good time today. I didn't see any questions today. If I missed any, um, I do apologize. Please email me if you have any questions. Um, you can go to my website, therealbrandyalexander.com and send me in a request or uh, comments that you want to. Um, we'll be back Tuesday. Um, remember, this is our last Saturday show. Um, I, we will be going to Tuesdays at 7 p.m. I will be putting that out on Instagram and on Facebook and on our website so that, you know, um, I hope that you join us um, again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't take it lightly. I know Saturdays are a big time for a lot of people uh, going out and enjoying the day. So I thank you for taking this hour to spend with me. I hope I've been able to help you um, as I help myself heal as well as put you all up in my business. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good Saturday. It was good talking to you and I will see you guys Tuesday, 7 p.m. Love you guys.